We are Vic Fellowship and Vic Vaccine Information Coalition. You are listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. We are blessed to once again have someone that's been on our show in the past, Joy Garner. Are you there, Joy? I am here. Hallelujah. From the controlgroup.org. I haven't heard from you in a while, so I'm so privileged to have you on again, sister. And I know you've got some important stuff to share with our audience. Uh, yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, we started this uh, lawsuit years ago, you know, before the rollout of the pandemic, we were putting this together. And now uh, we are at this tip of the spear with our, our um, emergency writ to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, just to give people an, an update, uh, it got on the docket. It's now case uh, 21-300, which basically means it's case number 300, which I think is great. Um, I don't know the number 300, <laughs> the movie 300. Uh, so, so, uh, for anyone that's not familiar with our activities, um, I, we are on, on, uh, on grounds of, uh, that all forms of discrimination that are based upon, that are based upon, hold on a second. I've got to find a quiet place to, uh, he caught me off guard uh, with the with the chime in. I I wasn't set up. I had a very busy morning. So all forms of discrimination that are based upon vaccination status must be prohibited immediately. Now this was based uh, upon the data that we had gathered uh, before the pandemic was rolled out, and uh, the vaccines that were being given back then were in fact going to collapse our nation within this decade if uh, the trajectory was not immediately altered. Uh, so now we're on a warp speed trajectory uh, that uh, the current jabs combined with all the damage that was done previously will collapse this nation by 2025 if we do not immediately alter this trajectory. Now, all the other cases that are gonna come forward as a result of Biden's recent speech where he uh, said, our patience is running thin and, you know, we're going to do a nationwide mandate uh, for vaccine. And then his last words are, get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe scary. it. My skin was crawling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so uh, what's interesting is everyone that's planning on opposing that, that doesn't know about our lawsuit, that's already... Uh, before the Supreme Court, uh, just for a recap, we were dismissed in the lower court on one defense that the uh, Department of Justice came up with. Now, this case is Joy Garner versus Joe Biden. And uh, our premise is uh, the, the, the executive branch is responsible for the vaccine programs that are decimating America with or without the mandates. But we are also opposed to the mandates, obviously. Um, the DOJ's only defense 
was that we don't have standing to sue the president because the president, the executive and his subordinate agencies uh, have nothing to do with vaccines or vaccine mandates. I mean, you could not think of a more obtuse defense to our standing uh, than to suggest that the CDC, the FDA, the NIH and all the rest of them are not subordinate agencies to the executive. Um, uh, so what's interesting, though, is they did try to reframe our case as one only opposing the mandates. And so the defense within that false or fallacious uh, context was to argue, you know, um, the president's not responsible for the mandates. And, and, and we think they're just complaining about the mandates. Well, no, we were complaining about the loss of our nation and the physical destruction of its people through the president's vaccine programs. Um, but, you know, they missed that part and they argued exclusively in the context of fraudulently reframing our, our, our complaint to make it appear as, as if it was limited to mandates and then saying, well, you know, the president doesn't mandate vaccines. Ha <laughs> Okay, well, uh, anyone uh, watching their TV a few nights ago uh, can see that to whatever extent they may have had a shred of a pretense of defeating our standing on that argument, it's all gone now. As a matter of fact, there's word coming back to me that the very reason that Biden's administration put that puppet out there to threaten Americans with these new nationwide mandates was because they're hoping to inject as many people as possible before our case is heard by SCOTUS because they know they're going to lose their ass there. Yeah. Now, please, anyone that's watching our case, again, it's case number 21-300. Uh, it's, it's, it's an emergency writ on the docket with SCOTUS. Uh, the defendants have until September 29th to respond. Um, and here's the thing. Because we're coming out of the Ninth Circuit, it's going to go directly to Kagan first. Now, we expect her to kick it out because she's a new world order slag, quite frankly. She wants this country to fall. Um, and But the good news is when she does this, we will then have the opportunity to choose which justice to put it in front of. And that one individual justice will be able to override the will of the entire rest of the Supreme Court. Our pick is Justice Thomas. We believe that that man will save this country. An interesting thing that's uh, developed as a result of the way that we approach this, early on when we were wargaming this, we realized that the Nuremberg, Code, Nuremberg Codes are not enforceable. There's no mechanism for enforcement of the Nuremberg Codes in the United States, um, even though uh, the United States is an assignee to the Nuremberg Codes. It was never codified as part of our law um, and, and so cannot be used in our courts as uh, an attack against uh, their attempt to exterminate us, frankly. Um, so we, what we did though, is we found that under the 13th Amendment, the one that uh, banned slavery in the United States, uh, that, that specifically reads uh, that it prohibits involuntary servitude 
I don't know what could be a more uh, egregious form of involuntary servitude than to be forced to serve as a lab rat in extremely dangerous medical experiments. Uh, so really, the only method of enforcing the Nuremberg Code in the United States at this time is the 13th Amendment. Now, this case, again, case number 21300, it's on file with SCOTUS now. It got on the docket. Um, what you need to understand is that this particular case corners our judicial branch to the point that they really have only two choices. There is no way to legally uh, legitimize these vaccine mandates. There is no way to justify them under the general welfare clause or any code or regulation posing as law. So the, the Supreme Court, their only option at this point with the way we frame this case and the evidence that we have to back it is to one, uh, commit treason and basically say, yes, we are we are fully on board with the warp speed extermination of the American people by force or B, uh, uphold their oaths of office and, or or in, in our case, their oath of office uh, and and properly delegitimize under law our current executive branches attempt to exterminate the American population at warp speed. And the evidence is already in that that is what is going on. Um, that that the, the number of deaths that we've already can count and, and then add to that uh, the fact that there's no way to avoid uh, the vast majority of people that are gonna die from these shots uh, are, are not the ones that are dying right away. This is, it causes progressive destruction to vital organs, the heart being apparently the most vulnerable, as well as the brain, kidneys, lungs, you name it. Um, so we are uh, looking at a situation which is really kind of amazing. Now, if you know about the Dred Scott case, and in case you don't, I will explain it. The Dred Scott case was a black man just before the Civil War, who filed in a federal court to have it proclaimed a declaration of his rights that uh, ownership of human beings was not authorized under the Constitution, that it was prohibited under the Constitution. Our judicial branch of that time, all the way up to SCOTUS, uh, held allegiance at that time to the human trafficking industry and no allegiance apparently to their oaths of office. So they ruled in favor of uh, slavery and tried to justify it by saying, yeah, but he's black and he's not really a citizen, so therefore he, he can be owned. And uh, the result of that was the Civil War because most Americans already knew that our constitution prohibited the ownership of human beings. And luckily for us, our president at that time understood that our constitution as it existed already before the 13th amendment did in fact already prohibit the ownership of humans whether our supreme court agreed with that or not now it should have rightly been charged as a crime against humanity uh, and direct treason when those Supreme Court justices sided with the human trafficking industry rather than to their oaths of office. However, given the times 
uh, they were able to kind of couch it as, well, we were trying to protect property rights of white American citizens. Uh, so they were not charged with treason the way they should have been. Uh, the way our case is now before SCOTUS, uh, if they were to rule incorrectly against the Constitution, it would be an overt act of treason. No way to couch it as anything else. Um, so when the Dred Scott case came down, everybody was hoping, um, or most Americans, I should say, were hoping the Supreme Court was going to just do the right thing. And they didn't. And that's why our president, Lincoln, of that time said, OK, well, you know what? Um, I've got the enforcement power of the Constitution through uh, being the commander in chief of the military. So therefore, I'm, I'm not going to let this stand. And later on, uh, we passed the 13th Amendment because and here's the interesting thing about why we passed that amendment. We passed it because it was apparently the only way to convince our judicial branch that ownership of human beings was prohibited under our Constitution, which did without more already prohibit it. Uh, so. So we're we're going like gangbusters here. We got the case there. It's the tip of the spear uh, because we filed it um, quite a while ago and have been working our way up through the courts. And it is now in the most urgent and dire and timely of circumstances right where it needs to be before the Supreme Court. We're very, very fortunate. God has been on our side through this. Uh, things that we thought of as losses were actually uh, absolute wins because they, they were necessary steps to get us to this this pivotal juncture right in the nick of time. Um, the, uh, the other thing I want to mention is that the other cases that are now going to be filed after Biden's recent uh, speech announcing that he as the executive of this country or of the federal government is now going to mandate uh, uh, vaccines nationwide because his patience is running thin. Um, that uh, is is those lawsuits that are going to be pouring in as a result of that. Uh, they're going to get appealed. They're going to get delayed. Even if they get wins in the lower courts, the the opposition will appeal them and they'll, they'll they they could take years to make it up to where our case is currently positioned so everyone needs to be reading this case paying attention to it if you want to actually read the writ you can go to uh, informedconsentdefense.org informedconsentdefense.org and you will be able to read the writ that is now before scotus um, so that's one issue very urgent that I wanted to go over. Uh, number people is 21-300. Yeah. If you want to actually read the writ and then see the entire case file that led up to this position, uh, it's at informedconsentdefense.org. That's where you can see everything, all of our evidence packages and and all of the pleadings and filings that led up to this uh, positioning that we're now in. Um, the lower court, we were, you know, really, really discouraged with the with the way that he entered that order against us. But then we turn around and we're high fiving each other because of the, the way that that judge 
issued that order gave us direct and immediate access to the Ninth Circuit. The way that they issued their order gave us absolutely immediate direct access to the US Supreme Court. And now we're sitting there at the precipice of you know this crescendo in our nation's history where our government is telling us we have the legal authority to freaking exterminate you people against your will. And uh, I'm sorry, they don't have that legal authority. It's prohibited by our constitution. And if our SCOTUS does not do the right thing, then we will be get, we, this will be the case that gives the whole country the signal that there's not even a pretense of any civil remedy left here. And the discussions that would ensue after that would not be over the phone. Because we have a duty to throw off any government that's seeking our extermination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when are we moving forward with this? What, what dates are you guys looking at as far as submitting everything? And have until September 29th to reply. And I'm not perfectly clear on the timelines after that. I just know that when Kagan kicks it out, which we expect she will quickly, uh, we will be able to immediately resubmit to our justice of choice. And isn't it interesting that after the Civil War and everything this country has been through, uh, in order to form a more perfect union, that a black man would now be sitting on the Supreme Court and individually positioned to use the 13th Amendment to save our nation and its people from the abyss. I mean, it's just, it couldn't be more beautiful or, or it's like a, a divine plan or something. I mean, it almost makes me cry that this is where we're at. Um, I know Justice Thomas is going to do the right thing and I need everybody out there to be praying for this man's safety because we all know they did kill Scalia. We know they did. Yes. He was going against Obama. Obama wanted to collapse our country all the way back when he was in office. He issued an executive order that would have shut down 60% of our coal-powered plants overnight and crushed this nation. And Scalia stood up to him and signed an emergency injunction stopping that insanity and saving our country from collapse, economic collapse back then starvation. I mean, we would have been starving. They need that power for, for farming, for farming food, transporting food. We would have died as a nation if Obama had gotten his way back then. And Scalia stopped him. And three days after Scalia signed that order against Obama, he was dead under very, very suspicious circumstances. And no autopsy was conducted. A U.S. Supreme Court dies under extremely suspicious circumstances. And the local coroner has, uh, refuses to do an autopsy. I mean, how about them apples, right? First time. Yep, yep. It's a crazy situation. That's kind of what they did with Molden and Bradstreet and many of the doctors that are coming forward with the vaccines, you know, causing our babies autism. They just kind of just vanish. So many voices now that there's too many of us to kill. They can't stop what's coming. Nothing will. The truth is coming out. And I've got a message for anyone that thinks that they can go on injecting people with this poison and pretend they didn't know. History's gonna show that you were a murderer 
even if your victims didn't die immediately after you injected them, you killed them nonetheless. And anyone that's in the business of injecting these things and looking the other way when people are trying to tell them, look, it's killing us, it's hurting us, stop. You gotta stop now. Oh, and by the way, you're the new targets for the deadliest vaccine of all if you're in the medical industry. So good luck with that. I'm sorry, I'm just, we're in the middle of an extermination and, and, and I'm very emotional. I know your heart and I know your anger, righteous anger, and uh, I love that you're sharing it, Joy. And I want to talk about employees. I've been having a lot of people, like even in New York City, her son is a police officer being told that they have to pay out of pocket $200 a week for testing if they don't get the COVID money. All right. I, I know all the issues that are going on. I've been getting just tons of emails on this and, and pleas for help. And so at our website, the control group dot org, we have put together a guide that will walk people through the steps they need to take in order to protect their rights and also to get their employer in checkmate so that if their employer takes any adverse action against them for refusing to serve as a lab rat, um, they are able to have already established a retaliation case that can force their employer to go on paying them, even if they do fire them for refusing the jab or the testing or any of this garbage. None of it is serving any public health uh, purpose. Therefore, there is no ultimate way to, to, to legitimize it or justify it under the law. The problem is if people don't protect their rights by taking the actions that we are recommending, again, if you go to the controlgroup.org on the menu, you will see a, a place that you can download um, uh, employee protection guides. You need to read them. You need to study them. You need to use the resources in there. You need to understand the strategy that's going to get you uh, safe to where your employer is now in checkmate because of some affirmative actions you took to protect your rights now before the deadlines for the jabs, okay? You have to get these complaints filed and, and it's all explained in the guides. Again, the, the, the place to go is thecontrolgroup.org. Look on the left side menu, you will see a place that says employee protection and click on that and please study everything carefully. There's some downloadable documents you can also share with other people so that they understand how to protect their rights. We are going to win, okay? One way or another, we are going to win. Um, I honestly do believe Clarence Thomas is going to do the constitutional and correct thing on our case. We will get our case before him. Between now and then, we're, we're not going to be able to save the people who didn't stand up for their rights now. So, so between now and the time we get the universal relief that we are going to get, people need to, to, to stand up. They need to document these things by filing multiple complaints. Because the, the thing is, even though the agencies are not necessarily there to, to, to respond to legitimate complaints about employers creating an unsafe work environment, um, it doesn't matter. The act of filing the complaint is the protected activity that you're engaged in. And any 
adverse action your employer takes against you once you have filed a complaint and they know you have filed a complaint because you've informed them that you have, it is legally presumed to have been a retaliation, which sets you up to be able to get a lawyer on comp if they do fire you or take some other adverse action against your employment, because it's not about even whether or not they're willing to recognize the legitimacy of the complaint in the court. What you need them to do is recognize I was engaged in a protected activity. It is illegal to retaliate against me. And the law says that if they fire you or take any adverse action against you shortly after, I think in California, it's like six months after you file a complaint, the court will immediately presume that they took that action in retaliation to you engaging in a protected activity. Therefore, the court will first order the employer to go on paying you while your lawyer fights out uh, the damages for the retaliation. That's huge. Because that's the biggest thing people are saying is I have no income. You know, they're freaking because they have no money. They won't have a job. Strategy. My my husband used to work for a massive company that had clients like uh, you know all the major sporting stadium stadiums, uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I forget all the names. Pepsi, Arco, you know, AT and T Stadium in San Francisco. All the big stadiums. His company used to go and do. Anyway, he w- he worked for uh, this this company, and he was also he was the uh, chief operating officer, and also he handled uh, human resources. He was HR. He was in charge of the AR, HR department, and he knew the labor laws down pat, okay? Um, and he would warn the owner of the company, like, don't fire this guy. He just filed a complaint. If you fire him, we're going to have to go on paying him, and he's going to be able to sue us for a half a million dollars for retaliation. Do not fire him. And the boss one time wouldn't listen, and he went ahead and fired the guy anyway. And sure enough, that guy... 10 seconds later, got a lawyer, hauled their asses into court. They had to go on paying the guy for two years while they fought. And in the end, uh, the the uh, boss realized he had no choice but to, to settle for almost a half a million dollars. Oh, that's amazing. Because retaliation, firing someone or retaliating, taking any adverse uh, action against an employee uh, in retaliation for them engaging in a protected activity is is illegal so when when people file these complaints they've got to immediately take a copy of it and then some like get you know download stories and documents and evidence explaining why this is wrong for the for the employer to do this and why it's created an unsafe work environment and 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 why it's not actually protecting public health and bring all that to the employer and and like i'm sorry i'm not going along with these things i'm not doing it so that it's very, 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 very clear that, they, and, and hey, see if you can get them to fire you before the jab deadline, because then they don't get to come into court and say, no, we didn't fire them in retaliation. We fired them because they wouldn't take the jab. No, make them fire you right after you file the complaints. I was engaged in a protected activity. I told my boss about it. And next thing you know, that day he fired me. Wow. You know? Like, go for it. Protect your rights. Stand up to this baloney. It is all going to be disproven as being legally legitimate. It is no way legally legitimate. None of it. 
but 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 you legitimize it by going along with any of it. We can't go along with any of it. File those complaints. This is key. Go to the controlgroup.org. Click on the menu selection for employee protection. It's on the left-hand side of the screen. Go to that page. Download those documents. File your own complaints. Share with other people. The links for the for OSHA and Labor Board and all of these that you are using to file your complaints, insert those into your own version of, of an instruction sheet to give to other people that are in your situation. Show them samples of how you constructed your complaints to, to inspire them. Share the resources that are already in these guides. Save these people. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. Um, I have been uh, kind of not really seriously listening to Peggy Hall, um, who's also in California, and she supposedly has the uh, what is her website, thehealthyamerican.org. Are you in contact with her at all? Um, no, she's not about true confrontation. She's about looking for little legal loopholes and running and hiding in exactly the locations where those bastards want us to hide. The minute okay. on the exemption list, you're a target. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Not I'm just that. saying that you agree with the shit, but that you're special. Oh, yeah, do it to everyone else, but I'm special. No, they shouldn't be doing it to anyone. We don't agree with it being done to anyone. We're not looking for an exemption. I mean, I, I understand if people want to see if they can stall off the inevitable by hiding in a hole for a little bit longer. But the fact is they are going to void all of those exemptions. And they're gonna take the people that are on the exemptions list and persecute them. It's not a way to save us. The way to save ourselves is to stand up to the very premise, the very idea that they can do this to any of us. You know, hiding your own ass in a, in a hole you think is gonna be safe it's not safe. It's it, this is this is exactly what they did in California when they first passed the school mandates, where they eliminated the uh, religious and philosophical exemptions. And they said, "But hey, it's okay. You're going to have a place to hide if you can afford a doctor uh, who will write an exemption for your child." Hmm. And so that that acted as a steam valve, so that the brightest and the best that that would have fully fought this didn't. And that includes me, sadly. I kind of went, well, my granddaughter's safe. She's got an exemption. Okay, she can, you know. And then less than two years later, they passed another bill that voided all of the exemptions. And then they started going around to the schools and collecting up the lists of, in, of exempted kids and turning those lists over to CPS. So that CPS could come in and have the parents arrested for felony medical neglect and confiscate the children. So, no, this is all a trap, these exemptions. Now, I think in addition to filing exemptions, if, if you also employ or deploy the strategies that we are showing you for how to get your employer into legal checkmate, uh, you know, do it all, you know, do the exemptions too, I guess. But we're not charging, we're not making a living at this, the way these people are who are selling the exemption packages. 
The control group is telling you the truth. We're, we're showing you a way to stand up to this that is effective, that will keep you paid no matter what your damn employer does. And it'll make it possible for you to get a lawyer on comp to go after those bastards so that so that as our Supreme Court writ gets the ruling that it needs to, as that moves forward and gets us this relief, this nationwide relief that we need, you have not pre- preemptively surrendered your rights because a lot of these exemption things, the employers only let you do it if you sign some form of theirs. And their forms include you signing away a lot of your rights and conceding to certain things that once you do, you'll never be able to get a lawyer to help you. So if you're going to the exemption route, you have to be, okay, here's my exemption, take it or leave it, but do not sign any shit that employer puts in front of you because it's all a trap. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to put your website on our website, the front page, to let people know. Thank you. I know you're the real deal. I know you are. I can't believe I haven't had you on in so long. Um, we got to have you on more regularly because you, you're coming from the heart. I knew that the day I met you or haven't, you know, I, I knew, I knew that your authenticity, your, your heart is really wanting to give people and your wisdom. Oh my gosh. You, you are just a, 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 you know, way above a certified licensed attorney to me. <laughs> You're like well, um, multifaceted. I, I'm fortunate that I've had uh, a, a lifetime of grooming in, in the areas that are urgent and vital, needed right now in this battle. And I'm also fortunate that I've, I've got, let me knock on some wood, that I've got adequate health and also a husband who supports me doing this full time without pay. I'm, I'm trying to save our nation and, and I'm trying to save the people of this nation. I will not on my watch allow this to happen, what they are planning. I will not allow it. And, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, my last breath, whatever it takes. Um, so, yeah, your, your instincts are right to know that I am for real. <laughs> and, and like I said, there are a lot of people out there, and God bless them that they're spreading so much truth. But at the same time, a lot of them, are they've positioned themselves such that they're making a living off of this problem. And the worse the problem gets, the more money they make. Exactly. And, and as a matter of fact, I had our lead counsel uh, did a Zoom meeting because we were looking at recruiting an anti-vaxxer lawyer that we heard about uh, on the East Coast to work in our group. And and but he wanted me to vet the guy. So we had a little Zoom meeting with him. And the first thing I found out about this lawyer is that he was selling two hundred and fifty dollar a pop exemption packages to people. And, and, uh, so, okay, fine. You're making a living at that. Okay. Uh, do you want to donate some of your time to us where we are going to stop all enforcement of any type of discrimination, let alone any mandates, uh, that, that are coercing people into getting these jabs. And he said, nah, it's kind of like, you know, all these, all these things always fail. So why bother? And I was like, okay, but here's the thing. I tried to explain to him very genuinely. Look, all the other cases, they came at it from the perspective of individual rights violations. None of them had the evidence, let alone the allegation even, that these vaccine programs are actually destroying public health. 
So there is no way under the law or the general welfare clause or any of these justifications, there is no way to legally justify the deployment of these vaccine programs, let alone the enforcement of them, under the the, uh, the premise of public health, because we actually have the evidence now that they are, in fact, destroying public health and that it is a mathematical impossibility. Vaccine exposure is not the actual cause of over 90 percent of the health problems suffered by Americans today. They have done far more damage and will continue to do far more damage than even the most extraordinarily exaggerated claims as to how many lives the vaccines may have saved. So there's just no way to balance this in a way that. So so what I'm saying is all the other prior uh, complaints that have gone forward to try and stop vaccine mandates, they were always premised upon, well, my individual rights are being violated. Well, yeah, they are. But hello, our Supreme Court has already said that's okay, so long as the government claims that they're doing it for public health. So if you file a lawsuit that does not directly allege and support the allegation that the vaccine programs are actually hurting public health, your case will go no further. No matter how many times you appeal it, you don't have an ice cube's chance because of the way the chessboard has already been set for us in this country in our judicial branch. Um, morally, we, we all know that's wrong. Uh, human sacrifice is morally wrong, even if it were benefiting public health. In other words, if we take a child and chop its head off at the temple stairs because we know that it's going to uh, save 10 other babies' lives, it's still immoral. And it cannot go on. However, it's that's the way our country is set up right now, that um, human sacrifice is a protected activity so long as the government makes the claim that this human sacrifice is benefiting the, the, the collective communist general welfare of the public health. Once you go into court, and challenge that presumption because all presumptions are can actually be challenged. Um, but 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 none of these other lawsuits before us ever even challenged it. They never even questioned it. They just said, "Well, you know, uh, this is violating my rights, individual rights." And so that's why they all lost. And and that is why our case is entirely different. So while we were vetting this uh, exemption salesman lawyer who professes to be an anti-vaxxer, um, I, I explained why our case can and will succeed. I explained how far it had come and how it's positioned before the Supreme Court, which justice we're, you know, we're going to be able to get it in front of and why we're going to prevail. And what I realized instantly in that moment was that this man did not want us to prevail. Because what the hell is he going to do for a living if we do? And I tell you what, business is great for him right now. He's charging these people 250 bucks a pop for these uh, uh, official looking form letters uh, that say, you know, my my client is exempted. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that ain't going to cut it. That You know, no, we need to no longer even. Uh, we, we cannot accept on any level the premise that it is lawful 
to inject anyone with this shit, whether by coercion, force, or even just voluntary, because even the voluntary injections are actually uh, murder uh, by, by fraudulent inducement. So in other words, fraudulent inducement, the fraudulent slogan safe. That is a fraud. And if somebody volunteers to get this shot because they are given that fraud or or a similar fraud, which is the word rare. So they say, well, the side effects are rare. Okay, that's fraud. They're common. We know this. We have the evidence to prove it. Government documents prove that the 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 injuries and deaths after these vaccines are common, extremely common. So if someone takes the shot because they are told it's safe and we know it's safe because the side effects are rare, that person has been defrauded. Fraud in inducement is a criminal act. And furthermore, fraudulent inducement that leads to death is murder. These things don't change just because pharma steps in and and starts passing, you know, paying off our legislatures to pass a bunch of unconstitutional baloney laws and regulations. The supreme law of this land is, in fact, still our Constitution. But people have to understand that Constitution well enough to know how to enforce it. And, and that's that's the war gaming and, and, and game planning that and, and strategizing that me and my legal team took on years ago, because even though we didn't see this, we didn't have any advance notice that this pandemic was coming. We didn't know how urgent our lawsuit would become. But we knew it was already urgent. We knew that we were facing the collapse of this nation, a mathematical trajectory proven by government data that on the current trajectory of vaccine caused injuries to the American people, this this country was not going to last beyond the end of this decade. It was a mathematical certainty that it would end before then if we did not find some way to alter this trajectory. And now with these warp speed death injections, we're looking at being over by 2025, man. This I don't care what else you think is important in your life. Anyone that's listening to this, they are exterminating us. Our nation will come to an end in probably less than five years from now if we do not alter this trajectory immediately. That means, you know, yeah, you're having a dinner party. You have a Ooh, look at her nice car. Look at, oh, but what about this? No, 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 no. There is nothing more important than what's going on right now. There is nothing more important than bringing as many eyes as possible on this pivotal case, far more pivotal than even Dred Scott. Again, case number 21-300. Go look at it, become familiar with it, understand it, and share it. Bring as many eyes as you can onto this case. And oh, if you have any connections to, um, to uh, you know, social media influencers that have a lot of followers or something, please hook us up. We're ready. We've we've got our work done. We've got our thing on file. So we don't want to sit on our hands. We want to start doing. Uh, uh, talk shows. We want to start doing interviews. That includes our legal team, me, and some of the other people involved here who have uh, just some really, really powerful messages. 
um, that, that need to get out there because our country is on the precipice right now. And we need SCOTUS to know that we are watching what they are choosing and doing right now. Not that we fear Clarence Thomas would not do the right thing. We believe that he will. Um, but the, the other thing is we need we need tens of millions, hundreds of millions. We need as many people as possible praying for that man's safety right now. Like and, and really watching what's going on here. So, um, yeah, that's that's my spiel. That's my my talk for today. What's amazing to me, Joy, is you're not even, I mean, you're everything, but you're not even the parent of an autistic child, a vaccine-injured child like when we come from. Your heart is just literally for humanity with the most unselfish motive, and, and they have no way of stopping you, baby. You don't have a legal license, a, a, a JD behind your name. They can't stop you. They have no nothing to hang over your head. You are a can't pure heart. can't strip me of my medical license. can't strip me of and, your medical license. It hurts me fully to do this full time so that I can do it full time without pay. That so. is nothing other than the creator of the universe, hallelujah. And you know how he confirmed confirmed it with me? Confirmed it with me when I asked you when you had to have it filed and you said you said September 29th. Do you know that's the day that my late husband and I went to the ocean with two witnesses, like the scriptures say, and committed as husband and wife to our creator? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> We did it September 29th. So to me, that was just the final confirmation I needed from our creator that you are it. You are the chosen one to do what you're doing with the purest motive. And, and I can't even I can't even even express. And I know anybody listening right now can can feel it. Even though they can't see, they can hear you. I can actually see you. I'm loving it. <laughs> I know you just hear me. <laughs> so it's getting the time to finish my um, my banner for uh, health freedom. And yeah, so I, I thank you so much for being on, and I am going to get your. I just figured out how to upload. You can see me. Um, look at. Can you see my banner? Uh, here, let me get to my. Okay, they can't see you through the scanner, but I can see you through Skype. Hold on. Um, hold on. Okay. Hey, okay. while you're doing that, I'm going to tell the audience that we're going to, because we just had a, a way to upload a lot of contacts we've accumulated over the years, and I was able to send my first email out last week, and I'm going to be sending your information out to everybody, too. Okay. Can you see it yet? Yeah, I see a blue and silver banner, yes. It's, so there's a sword of truth. Oh, wow. Truth. And then um, a heart... And those are natural looking stars rather than the pentagrams. And there are 50 of them. And it's red, white, and blue. Wow. <laughs> You're amazing. Got the heart that the states are wrapped around. And uh, so the 50 stars are natural looking stars, like they sparkle, like what you see in the sky. And then a big long sword of truth to protect them both the heart of this nation. And um, it will be protected with the sword of truth. 
Right. Hallelujah. And then also, I've already told one of our researchers, I don't know if you know, they've already threatened a business owner in Rhode Island or whatever, if he doesn't get the COVID mark, that he's going to lose his business license. Dr. True is going to be coming on with me because of that, because I, I think I've told you we're protected by the 508C1A, whatever it is, under the USC 26 or something. I'm sure you'll understand all that. We'll talk later. But I'm extending that to you as well. If they oh, ever come to a point. Let the... Uh, Oppose, oppose, stand firm. If they're threatening fines, let the friggin' fines pile up because you can you can go in. It's not like that's the end of it. They find me. No, you can go in. That's how you have standing to challenge them, to sue them for harassment. So you don't just challenge their stupid fine and get that deleted, but you also challenge them that they and you sue them for damages for for harassment and threats. Because wow. this is all a mirage. There is no legal basis for, there's no authority for what they're doing under the law. There is no authority. It is a mirage. They're hoping to just force us into this through dece- deceit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we will all win our cases. We will. Well, definitely. I appreciate you again, sweetheart, for being on our show. And I'm going to give out all your information. I'm going to get this on the front page. We're going to send it out to our list and just a big fat heart to you. And thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Godspeed, everybody. Hey, I bless you. Lots and lots. So again, this is Joy Garner. She's the founder of The Control Group. Her website, thecontrolgroup.org, and also informedconsentdefense.org is where you can get the writ um, the uh, writ to the U.S. Supreme Court, and uh, it'll be on our front page as well, and I just love her. I can't believe I haven't had her on in a couple months, but we had her now, so I hope you guys heard all that shit, her wisdom, and she will be accessible for anybody needing help. For all you guys that have been contacting me and I can't give you answers, we now have the answer. Joy Garner, hallelujah. <laughs> Love you, sister. Love you. Okay. You're listening to Vic Fellowship. And again, our shows can be listened on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And God bless.